0: Welcome to the City Point Church Sermon of the Week. Join us as we welcome you to the current sermon series happening on the weekend at City Point Church, located in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our hope is that by this message, you would be encouraged and challenged to grow in your walk with Christ today. Please enjoy this message by our very own Pastors Jason and Tiffany Townsend.
1: Well, uh, the reason why we're both up here again this week... uh, is because we did not get finished with what we were saying no, last we didn't. week. we <laughs> did uh, Brianna, she said, uh, I I saw the notes, and I went up to play the piano at the time that I was supposed to, but I thought, they just hit point number two out of five. I don't know. I was like, well, we just ran out of time, and since a lot of y'all want to get to the game tonight, we're going to jump into this. Um, There's a game tonight? I know, right? <laughs> Apparently, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is playing at the Usher concert or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Got I'm just kidding. That was a meme going wrong. But anyways, um, Jason and I, when we first came uh, to Knoxville and we were starting City Point and God called us here, we used to do these interest meetings. Um, if, you, if you're if you new, you'll uh, I, that's why I'm explaining this. Um Interest meetings, and we would share the vision that we felt like the Lord had given us. And um, what we're doing uh, last week and this week is going through those, that vision that God has given us, shown how we've met that goal in the past two years and how we plan to meet those goals in 2024 and what God's doing. And so if you haven't seen, our logo is... Um, oh, you're not wearing it because we actually dressed in stand normal up, bear, clothes this week. Up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See that circle with all the, pi- the pillars? We call them pillars in the middle. Pillars. Some of y'all are like, I thought that was a shower drain. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> Pillar. That's how my mom from Alabama says pillow. So it's really confusing. Pillar. Um, but uh, she's going to hear that and be like, mm, you called me out. Anyway, so um, we wanted to go through and share what the Lord is doing here in City Point. Because honestly, even watching that video from the night of worship, which was our two-year celebration, was so humbling, hum, humbling of what God has done and continues to do um, among the city, among all the churches in this city, through us personally, um, through you guys' lives. And so we said everything in our pillars, the five pillars, comes from the story of the woman at the well. And I encourage you, if you didn't hear it last week, Please do, because we don't have time to recap everything. Um, But you guys, most everyone knows this encounter that Jesus has with this Samaritan woman at a well. And it's such a beautiful story because, and I explained this last week in detail, but there's an imagery that's going on with Jesus in this meeting at the well. It's the same of Abraham's servant when he went to look for uh, Isaac, a wife, and at the well. And the same as Jacob when he went to look For a wife at the well. And the same as Moses when he met uh, his wife at a well. And so knowing these stories and knowing these things that are happening, it it amazes me that Jesus, his first encounter to find the bride, right? Not a physical. I mean, he wasn't asking her to, like, be married to him, right? But he found the bride, which is the church. And this was his first encounter to say, I'm the anointed one. I'm the Messiah. It's the first time that he himself admitted it. Now, there had been demons prior trying to call it and say that he was the anointed one. He told him to shut up because it's like you, he don't want to be known by them. Who's going to listen to them, right? It's like when the crazy lady is like, you're awesome, and you're like, yeah. Don't tell people that because everyone thinks you're crazy, so they're not going to believe you. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like that. Anyways, I don't know where I went on that one. But anyways, (laughs) moving on. In our five pillars, the first one is, and the first two actually, are huge for us, and that is community. We are about community. We are about community outside the four walls, inside the four walls, Everything revolves around our relationships, with one another, and people. God said for us to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. And then Jesus said the second commandment is to love others as your neighbor. Yeah. And the truth is, is that's important as a believer and a follower of Christ that we care about people. That's right. And so just to recap real quick, we talked about our personal outreach, which is making disciples. Me and Jason... This is not our job to say, to go and share the gospel to all of Knoxville. It's our job to equip you guys to go and make disciples as well as we are making disciples. And so it is our job to make sure that you know and you're growing in your relationship with God so that when you go out to and you're ministering to people outside of these four walls at work or school or wherever it may be, that you are not only sharing the Gospels, but you are making followers of Christ. You are making disciples. Um, And also um, outreach in the sense of our city. And, you know, I talked about the fact that, you know, we haven't had a whole lot in the past two years, much about, like, outreach programs or different ministries in our city. Um, but we are looking for forward for, for, because of y'all's generosity every month, 10% within the 10% of everything that comes in, um, we'll be giving to a local, local ministry, um, as it like our own tithe. And so city point church will be tithing to other ministries, um, out there in the city. Um, and then the other community is in reach. This is our own discipleship. And, you know, there was a statistic that said 63% of Americans say they're Christian, but only 4% actually say they're disciples of Christ. Yeah. And now I, I don't always put my whole stock in the statistics, but it seems about right. You know, maybe they're off a little bit. I don't know. But I feel like we live within our, that 4% of actually being disciples not calling ourselves Christians but actually be people who give our lives to Christ and follow after him and that we feel like that is what city point is about is about making disciples and pouring into people to become disciples of Christ and to increase right. that 4%.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you guys know but we actually don't count how many people are in the room every Sunday. Uh, and not that that's wrong, not saying that that's sin, but the reality is is there are way healthier ways of rating a success of a church than, than counting warm butts and seats. Do you believe that? Yes. I mean, that's the reality, right? And so our heart is to, you know, it's just like she just said, our heart is not to just go, Hey, we're the one making disciples, but to train y'all up. And that's, I mean, if you look at the Bible, scripturally, our job as pastors is to train and equip the saints to do the ministry. Yeah. How many of you know, if you're sanctified, you're a saint. Right, It's not a Catholic thing, okay? Come on, somebody, right? I mean, it is, but I'm a saint too. If you are sanctified, you are a saint. And our job as pastors is to reach into this community and disciple us to do more than sit and sing and leave. Come on, somebody. Right? Because how many of you know and it is not very popular. I'm just being straight up. How many of you know the church is more than about the one hour that we celebrate mostly here in America? That's where, that's where the 63% is. I believe that. And I'm not hating because I am a part of the church. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my part to change that. Right? Because I don't want to stay 4%. Come on, right? Right? Because how many of you know Jesus, I believe Jesus loves everyone, but Jesus moves within that 4%. I really believe that.
1: Amen. Amen. And um, in 2024, we'll be more intentional on that one-on-one discipleship, just as we've been doing. Um, we talked about our meal of purpose. And that's the first time that we've, outside of the staff, have called it that. But every Sunday, we She got, said
0: meal of purpose.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm Southern. Meal. <laughs> meal of purpose. <laughs> um, you guys are Southern, too. We're all from Tennessee. I'm just from Alabama, so it's a little more country. Um, But, yes.
0: Okay, sorry, y'all. We call it the meal of purpose or mop, right? Everybody say mop.
1: (laughs) Not mothers of preschoolers. Yeah.
0: We call it we call it the meal of purpose because we, when we were in, uh, real quickly, when we were youth pastors in California, we used to have a thing called a VIP room where all of our guests would go into this room and we would tell our leaders and our interns that when you walk into this room, we called it the room of purpose. That everything you do is intentional and on purpose. And when we do this meal after church, y'all, come on, how many of you know it's not about the food, right? Come on. So some of y'all are like, I don't like that food. Well, it ain't about the food. Come on. It's about connecting. It's about when you go to that meal, when you go eat with your family, we are breaking bread together. And that is where discipleship happens. How many of you know discipleship does not happen in a one-sided conversation? Do you know that? discipleship happens because of relationship. And so you can sit across the table and go, you know what? I don't know that person very well, so I'm going to be on purpose. Come on, somebody, the meal of purpose, and go eat with that person and talk to that person, and we could pack out every restaurant in this city on Sunday nights. Come on, somebody.
1: Right? Not Red Robin. They'll kick you out. Not
0: Red Robin. They will kick you out. The
1: kitchen manager will come out and yell at you and know, kick you out. They're rude. We weren't the only ones. Explain small groups.
0: Small groups. Small groups. You explain small okay. groups.
1: Well, another way of, of building community is through our small groups. And um, Come on. they're important to us that every single person would be in one type of small group. That's, right. That's why we try to have multiples. Um, you know, it's okay that you're in every one of them, but not for the purpose that you're in every one of them, but for the purpose that everyone has somewhere to be. Right. some Some connection to believers. We need each other. We need our pack. We need each other throughout this life because we say all the time, and Jason always gets mad at me because I'm such a Debbie Downer about it, but life stinks sometimes, you know? It's just hard. It's not God's fault. It's just that it's hard, okay? And so when we walk through hard things, we need God on our side, but we also need people here on earth that are walking hand in hand with us through things. And so- join a small group. I promise you, there's something out there for you, okay? So, join a small group. Look at the, and this is just not a, and I said this for anyone who's never been here before. I'll say this again. Jason hates it, but I say that we're, he's the end of Gen X, and I'm a geriatric millennial, okay? So, we're like right there on the line, and so we're like in the, he's 83, and I'm 85, and I say this. I say this. I'm like, we have Just enough work ethic that we have work ethic, okay? We work hard, all right? But we also have just enough laziness in us that we don't do things that we don't have to. Okay, so if we're doing the work to make the mill a purpose, if we're doing the work to make small groups, if we're going, hey, do this, and we're putting in the work for it, it's because we know it's good for all of us. Okay, because if 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 it's not and it's just not another event or another thing that's going on, I just I'm too tired for that. Like I'd rather just be sleeping, you know, than just have another event that doesn't mean anything you know but we know that it means something we know that it's healthy for you and and even healthy with your relationship with God
0: that's right and I'm gonna make a statement real quick that may seem heavy because it is and then we have to move on okay if you are not experiencing community within a church you're not experiencing the local church the way that God intended and I'm just telling you there's a reason why Scripture says, "Do not forsake the assembly, and it's not so that we can count butts and seats. Do you understand that? That the butts and seats is more about my ego than it is about the kingdom of God, and that's why we don't count. Can I be honest? That's why I don't count. ego Because I have an ego. I'm working on it, guys. y'all have egos too. Don't even try it, okay? But listen, I'm telling you right now Jesus has it, there's an intentionality. Jesus does everything with intention. And the reason why the word says do not forsake the assembly is because you were supposed to walk through hardship and praises with people. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. Yeah. The truth is, man, I had a conversation with a guy just the other night. Uh, sorry, I haven't been to church in a while. And then he said, I've just been going through stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's when you need to go to church. Yeah. Right? instead of being like, man my life sucks I'm not going to church. It's like, dude, it's just gonna get worse. I can't say sucks from the poll but apparently email me, email me you don't know my email. it's
1: fine. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. All right so that was our recap. All right so um, let's get into this week's message. I know. Let's get into this week's, and listen. Like if you're if you're new here and you're like, do they even preach like for real? Come back. I promise we do. Um, This is just something special because we want to share our hearts and we want you to be a part of not just walking in these doors, but be a part of what God is calling us to do. Um, There's a word that I love in Scripture, and it's called kara. And it is the calling forth or the naming of. And it's used when God calls people or he names people or he calls them to do something. And this is our kara. This is what God called us to. He named us city point because We all have a calling and a purpose here in Knoxville, in our lives, and in your family's life, And that brings us to our other pillar, which is calling. You know, because we're born with a purpose, everyone, everyone is born for a reason. God has brought you forth for a reason. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It doesn't matter your strengths, your weaknesses. God has called that. And so um, I want to read this portion of scripture the woman at the well, and then, and then we'll get into that. M- meanwhile, because one woman shared with her neighbors how Jesus exposed her past and present, the village of Sakar was transformed. Many Samaritans heard and believed. The Samaritans approached Jesus repeatedly and invited him to stay with them. So he lingered there for two days on their account. With the words That came from his mouth, there were many more believing Samaritans. Listen to this. They began their faith journey because of the testimony of the woman beside the well. That's when it started. Because a woman who was discarded and probably felt unworthy had purpose. And there's a reason why she was born. There was a reason why she was at that well. And there was a reason that when she met with the Lord, she would point the city to Jesus.
0: That's right. That's
1: right. So good. And that is our calling here, is to point the city to Jesus. But what does that mean? How do we pull that out? This is something that Jason, I probably, is like the most gifted at, is seeing purpose and pulling it out and going, hey, you feel like you're nothing? You're not. Let me pull it out. Let me get to know you because we're all called to do something.
0: How many of you know every person in this room has a purpose?
1: And the the thing is, I'm telling you, Satan
0: will get up in your ear and he'll be like, there's no reason why you're alive. How many of you know he is the father of all lies? That's what the word calls him. So when he says something to you, you can take it to the bank that it's a lie. You can take it to the bank that the opposite is the truth. Right. So when he says that you can't or you won't or you're not good enough, it's because you can and you will and you are good enough, not by your own strength, but by the strength of Christ that is inside of you. Do you believe that? That's the reality. Right. And the enemy will get up in your face. And here's the thing. It's true. Right. Why? Why? If if I could say what my purpose and calling is, it's to help people find their purpose and calling. I mean, I remember growing up, one of my friends would say all the time, he'd be like, I feel like my purpose is to study grace. And he wrote a book literally called Graceology. He's one of our board members. You should check it out. It's on Amazon. Go buy it. It's really good. We've done the series. We did the whole series on it. Here's the thing. He would say that and I'd be like, that's stupid. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just joking. It's incredible, right? But I'm like, I would go, you know what? I feel like my purpose in life is to help other people find Christ and to find their purpose in Christ. Because how many of you know you have a manufacturer? And his name is Jesus. And he knows what's going to make you happy. Most of all, he knows what's going to give you joy. He knows what's going to give you purpose. The hard part is, is we live in a culture that says, pursue that, pursue that, pursue that. You know, it's in the Constitution, the, the right to pursue happiness. How many of you know the word doesn't say pursue happiness? It says pursue joy. And that's in who? Jesus. Come on, somebody. Mic drop, that's right, come on. That's in Jesus, and, and I believe that. I know we got to move on. I really, I really, really believe that, that every person in this room, I don't care what Satan has said to you. I don't care what your mom has said to you. I don't care what your dad has said to you. I don't care whoever it is that spoke death over your life. I am here right now to stand up and say that you have purpose. You're not washed up. You're not done. God's not done using you. And that's the fact, right? And I am just believing in the name of Jesus that we as a church would begin to find out what our purpose is. And listen to me, it's more than about making money. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us are called to make money because the kingdom of God, we, we need finances, come on. But it's more than about money. It's about you pursuing your purpose. Yes. You know, and I have, I have scrubbed toilets in the church I have been a worship leader in the church. I have been a youth pastor. I have been a kids pastor and every other small group pastor, whatever it is. And I'm telling you, no, there's no difference in a lead pastor or someone that does something small. Because here's the reality, or big or small, whatever. You know what I mean. Okay. You
1: know, something small.
0: What we consider small. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you may be called to something. You may be called to hold the door open. It's not small. It's called purpose. Do you hear me? It's called purpose. And the Bible says, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Right? Every one of you, and I mean this. I mean this with everything in me. Every single one of you have a God-given purpose and a calling. And our heart is to help
1: you find it. Our heart is to help you find it. Come on. (laughs) Jason came ready to preach today. (laughs) I'm here for it, though. I am. I'm here for it. So how can the way that God created me, my personality, my strengths, my weaknesses, how can that be used for the kingdom of God? And like he said, that is our goal. For the past two years, we've seen people plug in and discover their God-given abilities to serve God. We've seen... um, uh, pastors come back in and who have maybe, you know, kind of got weary and tired and then be rejuvenated into what God had called them to do in the That's first right. place and be That's able to right. move back into that. Um, we saw people that were, you know, like in, uh, unplugged in COVID. And in 2024, a couple things, one, we'll personally just continue to do this. This is our hearts. Um, but two, um, one of the things that we always wanted to do, and something we used to do in the past, is um, but City Point is here to also uh, license an ordained. Uh, pastors who want to do it voc- vocationally. So our goal in 2024 is to start our two-year ministry school. Um, so any people who desire to, to do that, to raise them, teach them, equip them and send them. And the beautiful thing about this, that's a little bit different than what we've done it before is that we did it for college age people, but this is really, we're, we're making this program because we know that sometimes later on in people's life, God says, Hey, I'm going to change what you're doing. Hey, I whistled pretty good. Uh, I'm going to change what you're doing, and I'm calling you, and I need you to do this. And where do they go? Some of y'all
0: are called to preach. Do you hear me? Some of y'all are called to be evangelists. Some of y'all are called to be missionaries. We want to be a part of helping you find that calling.
1: Some of you are called to take the trash out. And that is Jason Howell. And he is the we call self-proclaimed
0: the, tr- pastor of trash. He
1: calls himself the pastor <laughs> of trash. I call him the trash pastor. I don't know. I'm going to get him a bobblehead
0: someday <laughs> that says trash pastor. <laughs> I didn't call him it that, But that, by the way. I'm not rude. He called himself that.
1: <laughs> All right. And that brings us to our other um, point, um, which is church planning. Um, Listen to what Jesus said. It was, really, it was really crazy when the disciples came to him. He says, during all of this, the disciples were urging Jesus to eat the food they gathered. And Jesus said, I have food and, that you don't know anything about. And they're like, <laughs> the disciples were like, did someone feed him like when we went to get these? And he said, I received my nourishment by serving the will of the Father who sent me and completing his work. We firmly believe that the church is God's work. And, um, one of those ways is he's planting churches all over. Yes, yes. And one way that we achieved this in the past two years was that we were a church plant. <laughs> so we've been about <laughs> ourselves for the past two years, but we ourselves are a church plant. God is calling us, um, as pioneers to usher in a new era and a new generation of, of, of the church here in America. And, um, man, churches like that are popping up all over. And so within our 10% tithe, we also wanna to give to churches who are starting off the ground, who were just like us, you know, two and a half years ago. I was When I was watching that video, I literally wanted to send it to all the people who said, who gave us money when we like didn't have any. People from all over the nation from churches that we have been at, from our family, from all over. And some people still giving because they believe in what God's doing here. And I, I just wanted to send them and be like, look what your financial contribution. look at what your generosity is doing because without it, it's not about the money, but you need money to do things. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't that way. And not all of us can barter like music gear and photography sessions to get things. And so sometimes you need money. And I was like, because of their generosity, I just wanted to cry at at that and we want to be a, we want to be that. We want to be that for other church plants. And this did you want to say something before we jump into our last one and end on that or you didn't have you didn't want to stand up and preach? Okay. I'm just <laughs> I said, you want to stand up and preach? Um. wow.
0: <laughs> haters going to hate. Haters going to hate.
1: Painter's going to paint. and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't that's not a thing. All right. And our last pillar, and it's the biggest line on oh, the sure. logo. And there's a reason for that. Okay? Our logo is not our branding. I know that's what a logo really is for. It's not necessarily our branding. It's our stamp. It's who we are. The biggest one is Christ. Okay? They're all C's. So
0: Come on. All it's right. C's so you can remember them. It's easy.
1: Um, oh, God. Anyways, uh, Christ. And we say this all the time, and it is true to our heart, but we are not here to elevate man's kingdom. And we say this is our tagline. Everyone, everyone is invited to sit at our table. Anyone. Everyone. Everyone. But what you must understand is, is that Jesus is the only one that sits at the head and he decides what is served. Come on. So good. So good. Come on. We do not sit at the head. So Jesus does. This culture desires truth. I don't know if y'all have seen it. So I feel like people are so desperate for truth that they just make it up so that they have some sense of truth inside of them. But we already know the way, the truth, and the life. In the past two years, how have we achieved this? Well, one, we have gone against the typical American consumerism of church. This is not a hater on the church because you know we love the church. But there's been this and it's not in every church. But there's been this cultivating in America where there's this consumerism in church. I remember I was telling Jason the other day, I'm so embarrassed. We used to sit in staff meetings and we used to go, how can we get people to our church? What can we do? How can we get them here? How can we get them through the door? And it was all this consumerism. What draws you here? What can we do to draw you here? And it's like what he said the other day, he was talking about worship, and he says, God's not handing out a card like, how was worship for you? Rate right it one to 10, you know? We're not here for it in that type of way. I don't need to make these huge things to draw you here. If you don't want to be here, you don't want to be right. here. And, and
0: the, truth, the truth is, is we're intentional about that because if we have to continue to win people's approval, we'll be doing it forever. And I'm telling you, I I can't say it more. I cannot give it with with more passion than I am. We are not here to entertain anyone. I'm not here to entertain anyone. Because I'm telling you, we are here to create an environment where heaven can flutter. Come on. That's right. Because one moment in the presence of Christ, one moment in the presence of Jesus will change you forever. And it'll put you in a healthy space where you're not coming because you want to receive. You're coming because you just, Lord, what can I do for you? Right? What does the Bible say? I'm uh, sorry. I up but preach real quick. Just listen. Listen, the word, the word of God does not say, well done, good and faithful pastor. Whew, come on. It does not say, well done, good and faithful worship leader. It doesn't say, well done, good and faithful diva, vocalist. Thank God we don't have any of those. Come on. Because they don't last long. I'm telling you here. Okay. It doesn't say, well done, good and faithful, anything else but servant. Right? Because the Bible says that even Jesus, it says this, Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. So how do I know when we're maturing as believers, we are going against the American consumerism culture? We're going against it. Because you know whose opinion matters the most? Jesus. Come on. Come on. His opinion matters the most. That's why it's the biggest on the, the pillar form. That's why. Because at the center of everything we're doing, Jesus is the center. Right? And look, if you create Jesus at the center of your own life, your life may not be fantastic, but I'm going to tell you something. You will have the joy of the Lord. That's why Paul can be in a dungeon, literally with probably two foot of feces water, writing a letter to a church being like, I consider it all joy, right? Every trial, every tribulation, I count it all as joy. Why? Because Christ is the foundation of His life. And the hard part is, is we live in a culture, and I'm gonna, I am gonna be. We're we're ending right here, right? Oh, you won. Okay. All right. I was getting ready to land the plane, but we'll keep it up, keep it flying. Okay. Right. Listen to me. Christ is the foundation of this church. And I'm telling you, we live in a culture that says, what can you do for me? How can you make my life better? And you know what? I get it. You want a good life. It's no big deal. But I'm going to tell you something. If your life is driven off of what you're getting, you're never going to be pleased. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never be happy. Until you can come to the space where you realize that Christ is the center of everything. Right? Come on, Jonas. I appreciate you, baby. He is the center.
1: Well, even if that means for us is uh, making sure that we're, we check ourselves constantly, making sure that we're promoting God's kingdom, not ours. Um, Even if that means teaching hard truths, or things that make us feel challenged. I think several months ago, I got up and I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to preach this message. <laughs> but I have to be obedient to what God's doing. And so we don't, We, me and Jason, we don't, uh, one things that we don't do is we don't go by, um, there's this thing because we're pastors and we're being trained by pastors. We're doing this thing where they go, okay, well, here's how you like set up your sermon series because there's different seasons in the year where more people are in your congregation than not due to what they do, you know, summer, holidays, da da, 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 da. And so you want to, you want to uh, coordinate with that. And I totally get what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, I get that. But what does God want us to say? What do our people need to hear right then, right there? And so what we do is we plan the best we can. The worship team p- plans the best they can. And then we step back and go, let's make room. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What are we doing here? Um, we embrace the power of the Holy Spirit. We make space where come God on, is free on. to do whatever he wants. Um, and I'm gonna say something that it, I don't mean to mean, but we genuinely, when I say that Jesus, everyone's invited to sit at our table, but recognize that Jesus is the head, that means that no personal agendas not my personal agenda, not his personal agenda, not anybody else's personal agenda will be welcomed, and that means not caring how much someone gives and not caring. How much someone serves. If they are going against what God is doing, sorry. Because it's not a consumerism thing. It's a God right. thing. It's a God kingdom thing.
0: Yeah, that's right. And
1: we'll continue to see our role as the bride of Christ. That's right. We are all the bride of Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. yeah and I, I said it a second ago, we need finances, right? The kingdom of God, like, there are people who the Lord has called you to be generous and the Lord has called you to be wealthy so that you can be generous, right? But I'm telling you money is not what we're chasing. Our church is not cha- I mean we had I can I tell this? I don't know. I'm going to say it. I don't even care. Okay? <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're about to
0: say. <laughs> I there there was a couple of months ago where I got a a a, a random Was it a text, a random text from somebody? And I'm like, you know what? I don't, okay. But this person began to say a bunch of stuff, and it it doesn't really matter. But one of the things that they said, and and in this moment, I was just like, I do not care what you have to say after this. Is they made the comment that they basically brought up, they give, and if we don't stop doing this, which it was so ridiculous, they're going to stop giving. I'm, uh, yeah, by Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Right, and I don't mean this ugly. Listen, I don't mean this ugly. Right, what I'm not saying is that we're not. A, you, if you feel like we're doing something wrong, tell us. Come on, right? We're not. We're not going to be ugly about it. But no one is going to use money to try and persuade us to go anywhere. We are not persuaded by money. We are persuaded. We are persuaded by the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? And and exalting him. That doesn't mean we don't need money, okay? So everybody calm down. (laughs) Okay, but what I'm saying is we're not persuaded by that. Amen.
1: Um, And we're going to close with this. Jason's actually going to close, but we're going to put a graphic on the screen. And this, this is our heart. Do we have it? Or no? We do? Okay. It says, encounter over entertainment. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have dim lights and fun music. I mean, come on. What that means is that's not our heartbeat. We're not determined on that. Hey, there have been times where everything went wrong production-wise, and God moved. So we're chasing the encounter with God over the entertainment.
0: Bob calls it the Jesus filter. Come on, somebody. Jesus' filter catches some things sometimes.
1: We're chasing intimacy over industry. That's right. We're chasing presence over presentation. We're chasing people over position. And Jesus over everything. Yeah. Close.
0: Absolutely. Do me a favor. Stand to your feet. And then we're going to let you all go watch your football game. <laughs> I want to... I, I, I even questioned whether to read this or not, but I didn't say it. So just, it was prophesied. It was, it was a word that, that someone that we trust uh, randomly sent me this message. And it's just so timely, even based on some of the things that that we just talked about. This is what it says. I'm trying to, okay. I don't know what's happening here. Okay. Sorry. iPhones. If I had a droid, this wouldn't be. <laughs> okay. It says this. It says this. You and Tiffany. I get this text randomly, Go, But it says, you and Tiffany are developing a new model of ministers. Whew, that, I was like, my dude, what? Like, it says, if you could be put into one box, you would not be able to do all that God has called you to do. This is so big. Listen, y'all. Lean into what appears to be contra- contradictions. And don't let them keep you from preaching what God says. It says this, Jesus is Alpha and Omega, Lion and Lamb, Beginning and End. These appear to be contradiction- contradicting qualities, but they make up who God is. And this is what, I mean, it's so powerful. Look, it says, because you really don't want more people. Because it's not about people, right? I don't care how many numbers are in the room. All I care about is what is your name? You hear me? What is your name? That's why I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about how many people are in the room. What are their names? It says this, because you really don't want more people, that's what God is going to give you. Right? And I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that, right? It says this, Luke sixteen ten. it says this, whoever can be trusted with small things can also be trusted with big things. Whoever is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in big, big things too. If you cannot be trusted with worldly riches, you will not be trusted with true riches, And if you cannot be trusted with things that belong to someone else, you will be not, you will not be given anything of your own. Luke 16, 10. And there's more, but I just want to do this. If you just close your eyes for me. Y'all, before we even planted City Point, we we were getting words all over the place about what the Lord was going to do in this community. And I'm just telling you, I'm here for it. I'm so excited. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence that's in this room right now.